1: Travel Diaries, Season 1, Episode 3. Buenos días a todos y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark.
0: Hola, y yo soy Anabel. ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo estás, Mark?
1: Yo súper bien hoy, muy contento. Y hace, hace sol y hace calor aquí en Escocia hoy. ¿Qué tal en Inglaterra?
0: Pues no hace sol y tampoco hace calor.
1: Ah, vale. Nosotros tenemos tenemos suerte hoy. Pero bueno, esperamos que haga buen tiempo donde estéis vosotros, nuestros oyentes. Okay, we are back with another episode of the Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries. We're following the adventures of Victoria and Abel as they take their honeymoon through the north of Spain. Now, the idea, of course, with this is that at the moment it's a little difficult to travel ourselves. So we thought we'll do some virtual travel and we'll join Victoria and Abel. And uh, Victoria is keeping a diary of her travels and that's exactly what we're following so this gives us the opportunity to practice our vocabulary, to increase our knowledge of grammar, and crucially, to learn something about this beautiful part of uh, of, of, of Spain. We hope you're enjoying the journey so far. Annabelle, ¿te gusta este viaje?
0: De momento me está encantando. El norte de, de España es precioso. Y la, la semana pasada estuvieron en Guernica y me han entrado muchas ganas de, de ir. ¿A ti te está gustando?
1: Sí, sí, me está gustando un un montón. You used a great expression there, Anabel. Me han entrado ganas de ir. Uh, Literally, to me, have entered desires to go. It's wonderful. I I really fancy going there now because we we learned about Guernica. Today we're going to be learning about Bilbao, uh, the the capital of the the Basque Country. So let's listen to the episode. (music)
2: Amanecimos con tormenta. Abel, que detesta la lluvia como nuestro gato Alfredo, quería cambiar todos los planes que teníamos. Lo terminé convenciendo para comprar unos chubasqueros y seguir con lo planeado. Estuvo de un humor de perros toda la mañana y no paró de señalar que las fotos. No lucían tanto por la lluvia, como si no lo supiera. Pero ni su humor ni la tormenta impidieron que disfrutase de Bilbao. Vimos diferentes lugares del centro de la ciudad, como el ayuntamiento, la plaza y los parques y jardines. Cuando llegó la hora de comer, estábamos calados hasta los huesos. Tomamos unos pinchos morunos y cocochas o merluza en la cazuela. Menos mal que el menú estaba en vasco y en español. Como estábamos realmente cansados, nos tomamos el resto de la tarde haciendo turismo con tranquilidad y nos retiramos pronto al hostal.
1: Perfecto. Y más comida.
0: <laughs> sí, siempre hay comida.
1: Es muy importante. Now, something else that's very important is that we correct something that I just said before this episode began, or before we listened to the, the recording there. I said that Bilbao was the capital of the Basque Country, but it's not. It's the capital of Bizcaya province, but the official capital of the Basque Country is, uh, what city? Vitoria. Vitoria. Well done. Yeah, it's Vitoria. Birbal is the largest city within the Basque country, but it's actually just the capital of Bizkaia province. So we wanted to make that clear and, and correct the l- little mistake that we got in there. Anyway, let's go back through the text and uh, we will we'll talk about the language and look at the interesting vocabulary as usual. Annabel, take it away.
0: Amanecimos
1: con tormenta. Nice, short sentence to begin with. Amanecimos con tormenta. So literally... We dawned with storm. So, amanecer is the verb to dawn. But we can say amanece, it is dawning. We are experiencing dawn. But here, when we're personalizing it, we're saying we dawned, the day began for us with a storm. So, not the most unlikely thing to happen in this part of the world.
0: No, de hecho, en el norte de España... Llueve mucho y con frecuencia.
1: Y por eso eh, es una región muy verde, ¿no?
0: Así es. Muy parecida a Escocia, en mi opinión.
1: Sí, sí, sí. Ok, so we began the day with a storm. Let's go on.
0: Abel, que detesta la lluvia como nuestro gato Alfredo, quería cambiar todos los planes que teníamos.
1: Hmm, me parece que Victoria y Abel son más de gatos que de perros.
0: <laughs> Así es, muy bien.
1: So they are cat people as opposed to dog people. Um, so Abel que detesta la lluvia como nuestro gato Alfredo. So Abel who hates the rain like our cat Alfredo. Quería cambiar todos los planes que teníamos. He wanted to change all the plans that we had, que teníamos. So the imperfect verb, the imperfect tense of the verb tener.
0: Lo terminé convenciendo para comprar unos chubasqueros y seguir con lo planeado.
1: Okay, this is an interesting expression. Lo terminé convenciendo. Um, Terminar is to end or to finish. Convencer is to convince. And the law here refers to?
0: Abel. It refers to Abel.
1: So I ended convincing him. I ended up convincing him. Now, you may be wondering, is it convencer a alguien? And Annabel, is convencer a direct or an indirect construction?
0: It is a direct construction.
1: So if we say convencer a alguien, that a is just a personal a. The personal a is not taking on an indirect meaning or anything like that. It's not escribir a alguien or anything like that. However, you may see le termine convenciendo.
0: You can say le termine convenciendo if it's like leismo. This is called leismo. And it's when a direct construction, when it's a masculine, it's uh, taken as an indirect. Okay. This is correct, but only if it refers to Abel and not to Victoria. If it's Victoria, then it has to be la terminé convenciendo. But since it is Abel, we can say either lo terminé convenciendo or le terminé convenciendo. Both are correct.
1: Okay, and that's something that you will see differences with depending on where you are in the Spanish-speaking world. Um, Sometimes le terminé convenciendo would be accepted as more correct or less correct in different places. But anyway, lo terminé convenciendo is perfectly correct. Lo terminé convenciendo. I ended up convincing him to do something para comprar unos chugasqueros, to buy some raincoats. Y seguir con lo planeado. And to carry on, to continue with lo planeado, that which we had planned. So the planned idea, the plans.
0: Estuvo de un humor de perros toda la mañana y no paró de señalar que las fotos no lucían tanto por la lluvia.
1: Okay, Abel doesn't seem to be in the best of moods. Estuvo de un humor de perros. He was in a, a, a mood of dogs. Um, literally, a mood of dogs, but it means just a really bad mood. He was very grumpy toda la mañana. He's on his honeymoon. He shouldn't be grumpy, but anyway. Y no paro de señalar que las fotos no lucían tanto por la lluvia. And he didn't stop pointing out, señalar, to, to point out or to signal Que las fotos no lucían tanto, that the photos weren't as bright, as light, the, the light was different in the photos, por la lluvia, because of the rain.
0: Como si no lo supiera.
1: As if I didn't know, como si no lo supiera. La supiera is another example of the imperfect subjunctive, and here it's really just used in this phrase, as if I didn't know, como si no lo supiera. We could have said no lo supiese.
0: Yeah, we can say also that. Como si no lo supiese.
1: So, both are absolutely correct. Okay, we're going to take a short break there and we'll be back in just a moment to find out more about what they get up to in Bilbao. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? For more information about this, head to coffeebrickacademy.com. Okay, we are with Victoria and Abel, a rather grumpy Abel today in a rather rainy Bilbao. Um, I have spent one afternoon in Bilbao. Um, It was on the way back to the airport. We didn't have much time to spend there, Um, but I do remember that it was about 38 degrees and it was very warm and not raining at all. (laughs) That's my my memory of Bilbao. Um, Well, that and not understanding a lot of the road signs because the the, the Basque came first and then the Spanish. And there were so, very often Basque words are very long. Um, So there was so much Basque that you had to, read before you got to the, the, the Spanish, that it was quite tricky to, <laughs> to, to, to get to the Spanish in time as you were driving along the, the motorway or whatever. But yeah, do you, do you know Bilbao?
0: No, no, no. De momento todavía no he estado.
1: Pero espero que te entren en ganas de, de ir a Bilbao <laughs> durante este episodio. Sí,
0: sí, me están entrando ganas, sí.
1: <laughs> Perfecto. Let's continue on with our text then, Annabelle
0: pero ni su humor ni la tormenta impidieron que disfrutase de Bilbao
1: Okay this is interesting ni su humor ni la tormenta so neither his uh, bad mood nor the storm impidieron and the impedir is the verb to uh, prevent to stop someone from doing something impidieron they stopped that's the bad mood and the storm que disfrutase de Bilbao. Let's give our listeners some time to think about this, and I would like to know if you can work out who it was that was enjoying Bilbao. Was it Abel or was it Victoria? Ni su humor ni la tormenta impidieron que disfrutase de Bilbao. Anabel, ¿qué piensas tú?
0: Yo creo que Victoria es quien está disfrutando de Bilbao.
1: Yeah, I think we can see this from the context because, ultimately, uh, Victoria is enjoying herself uh, despite Abel's bad mood and the storm. If it were Abel, would we change the wording slightly?
0: Mm-hmm. Pero ni su humor ni la tormenta le impidieron que disfrutase de Bilbao.
1: So there we would say le impidieron to him uh, if we were speaking about uh, Abel. Um, and could we say equally, pero ni su humor, ni la tormenta, me impedieron que disfrutase de Bilbao.
0: Mm-hmm. Me impedieron que disfrutase de Bilbao. If it's like Victoria and she would like to remark that it's her.
1: Exactly. So really for emphasis there, she could have said me impedieron. Uh, they prevented me from enjoying Bilbao. Disfrutar de algo is to enjoy, to take full advantage of something. Um, in this case, Victoria is doing so. About Bilbao, despite uh, all the the, the bad mood and the storm.
0: Vimos diferentes lugares del centro de la ciudad, como el ayuntamiento, la plaza y los parques y jardines.
1: Okay, we saw different places in the center of the city, como el ayuntamiento, like the town hall, la plaza, the square, y los parques y jardines, and the parks and the the, the gardens.
0: Cuando llegó la hora de comer, estábamos calados hasta los huesos
1: okay so this is a result of the tormenta um, calado means that you're soaked through um, and uh, in English we are soaked to the skin but in Spanish you're soaked to the bones calados hasta los huesos so when the the hour of lunchtime arrived cuando llegó la hora de comer estamos calados hasta los huesos we were soaked to the skin
0: Tomamos unos pinchos morunos y cocochas, o merluza a la cazuela.
1: Okay, so we're back to food. Um, what do they have? Unos pinchos morunos. Uh, ¿Quieres explicar lo que son los pinchos morunos, Anabel?
0: Los pinchos morunos son trozos de carne pinchados en un palo. ¿Tenéis algo similar en Reino Unido? Do you have something similar in the UK? Y...
1: Yes, but I don't think it would be a a traditional British uh, dish. We certainly have uh, what I think would be referred to as a shish kebab. Basically, it's a a brochette, a brochette, uh, sort of cubes of meat, if you like, on a skewer. Um, So the pincho moruno is exactly that, cubes of meat or or cuts of meat on a skewer. Um, And what else do they have? Cocochas or
0: merluza la cazuela
1: so cocochas that's another basque word which can see the tx in there cocochas um, and it's fortunately given an explanation merluza a la cazuela so merluza is hake a uh, type of fish and it is a la cazuela so how how do we cook that hake
0: uh, in a casserole
1: yeah exactly so this is hake in a in a stew in a casserole Um, The the word merluza is interesting because in a masculine form, un merluzo, what does that mean, Anabel?
0: Alguien un un poco tonto.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so an idiot, you can call somebody, (laughs) it's a little nasty, but you can call them un merluzo. No seas merluzo, don't be silly, don't be a fool. Okay, let's continue on with the text.
0: Menos mal que el menú estaba en vasco y en español.
1: So this is a a reference to the cocotas and the pinchos marunos and so on, um, because uh, Victoria is explaining, thank goodness uh, the menu was in both Basque and Spanish. So there was a Spanish translation of all these Basque dishes, menos mal que. And that's a really useful phrase because we can, and, and the best thing about it, we don't even need a subjunctive afterwards. Menos mal que, and then whatever. Thank goodness such and such is the case.
0: Como estábamos realmente cansados, nos tomamos el resto de la tarde haciendo turismo con tranquilidad y nos retiramos pronto al hostal.
1: Okay, so, como estábamos realmente cansados, we were very tired and probably still a bit soggy, nos tomamos el resto de la tarde, we took the rest of the afternoon to ourselves haciendo turismo con tranquilidad. So, just doing some touristy things calmly, quietly, y nos retiramos pronto. Al hostel and we retired soon after that to the hostel. Muy bien. Okay. It uh, sounds like they've had an interesting day in Bilbao, and of course doing a little bit of food tasting along the along the way. They have the, the, the meat and the fish this time, Pinchos Morunos y Cocochas. Let's listen again to the full text. <laughs>
2: amanecimos con tormenta. Abel, que detesta la lluvia como nuestro gato Alfredo, quería cambiar todos los planes que teníamos. Lo terminé convenciendo para comprar unos chubasqueros y seguir con lo planeado. Estuvo de un humor de perros toda la mañana y no paró de señalar que las fotos No lucían tanto por la lluvia, como si no lo supiera. Pero ni su humor ni la tormenta impidieron que disfrutase de Bilbao. Vimos diferentes lugares del centro de la ciudad, como el ayuntamiento, la plaza y los parques y jardines. Cuando llegó la hora de comer, estábamos calados hasta los huesos. Tomamos unos pinchos morunos y cocochas o merluza en la cazuela. Menos mal que el menú estaba en vasco y en español. Como estábamos realmente cansados, nos tomamos el resto de la tarde haciendo turismo con tranquilidad y nos retiramos pronto al hostal.
1: Ahí está. That's it for our third episode of the Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries. We hope that you're enjoying this, and we hope that you're finding it useful, finding out a little about these places. Of course, it's perhaps the the the, the starting point of some further research for your next trip to Spain. Um, but we can also suggest that you take a little closer look at these texts by using our notes and the video version. The video version is great because it gives you the chance to practice your pronunciation. And uh, Victoria or Marina, who's reading Victoria part, pronounces everything really clearly. So you can practice your pronunciation as she reads them. We leave some space for you to repeat the, the words and phrases. It's perfect to pre- pre- perfect your pronunciation. You can find it all about that over at the Coffee Break Academy. That's coffeebreakacademy.com.
0: Y no os perdáis todas las imágenes que tenemos en nuestra cuenta de Instagram, Coffee Break Languages.
1: There you'll be able to see some beautiful images of the places that Abel and Victoria are are visiting and also our other Coffee Break Languages uh, travel diaries. That's all at Instagram. We're, of course, on Facebook and on Twitter. You can check us out. Just search for Coffee Break Spanish everywhere. That's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this and we'll be back next time for another episode with Abel and Victoria. Hopefully Abel's mood will have improved. (laughs) Muchas gracias, Abel. Y hasta la próxima.
0: Gracias. Adiós.